he's, he's actually taking his shoes off. Yeah, that's, a, that's a nice episode. Wow. Nice manners. Episode four. Episode four. Episode four, and our guest today is Luke Edwards, who's walked into the panic room. Yeah. Hello. Luke Edwards. Besides beer, it's, it's, it's horrible out there. It is Terrible grim. weather, obviously. He's, <laughs> again, I told you, you keep breaking the windows, I can't tell what's outside. Well, I, can, I just tell you from stories, you know, when I go on my grocery runs... Yeah, I, I just let me be your eyes. Oh, you've always been my eyes, baby cakes. Um, okay, <laughs> Luke, welcome to the panic room. Are you excited? Hey. Yeah, very excited. Uh, he I'm also glad to be here. he also took his shoes off, which is the first guest to actually take his shoes off. That was yeah. thank you very much. You're very I, welcome. I appreciate you keeping the carpeted areas. Mm, yeah. nice you spent lots of money on that that Persian carpet. I really did. I got mm. it shipped from uh, P- Persia. Persia. <laughs> <laughs> so, Luke Edwards, um, welcome to the panic room. Um, you're not currently in the panic room, you're in the porch. That's right. Uh, describe the door in front of you, the panic room door. Um, it's red. Ooh. And it's big. Red and it's big. Well, spoilers like later. Clifford the dog. Like Clifford the dog. Um, Will's just popped his head out. You've knocked on the door. Bit metallic. Um, and the gatekeeper's there. And Will, what do you say? Hello. If you want to come inside, you've got to give me something. Wow, you really didn't You really didn't beat around the point, did you? You really didn't <laughs> well, beat around the point. Unfortunately, I do have something for you, Will. Oh, what is Here is my offering. Um, it is a pack of staples. <laughs> Now, what you see here is versatility. <laughs> just please try and justify. Not only. Let's just recap. Each guest is given a pound to go and buy anything to bribe the gatekeeper with. They find a pound on the floor. They go to the shops. They buy a gift. No one's actually just given the pound yet back. Um, but Luke has bought a packet of staples. Yeah. So Why? The idea with the staples is, 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 is multiple things. You can use it as a, a lockpick. So if you want to open any... Unfound packages. You can you can do that if you want to use them to staple pieces of paper together. You can also do that. The paper mache. The paper mache. Call cool, back to episode one. I won't, I don't understand that reference because <laughs> um, I've been out in the wilderness. <laughs> um, and thirdly, you can use them for food because for without Wait, potatoes, without bread, you, you need a new staple diet. Oh <laughs> yes, that is just pure. Please do that again. That deserves more airtime. No. <laughs> That's incredible. Well, wow. he's got humour. He's got personality. I've got staples. But I don't want to allude yourself to one thing, but there's one thing I noticed as your advisor, your guardian angel to the gatekeeper. Whatever, we've not even established I'm really here. It's a figment of Wilhall's imagination. Um, but he did talk about picking locks. That was his first thing, was you could use the staples to pick locks. And we won't allude to anything, but I know there is a special door in the room. You're a little bit concerned about someone potentially talking about picking locks to doors? Jack, don't even tease. I'm not going to say. Don't even say, don't even give any suggestion sorry. of that. But staples in general. I trust him now. Mm. But actually. But staples in general. St- welcome in. Come on. Just straight, straight away. You're not yeah. even, you're no, even don't even I, to analyse the staples. You're I, that happy. I have, I have staples now. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you plan to do with the staples? I don't know. Paper mache. Paper mache. We love it. Um, Come well, in. Open the door. Open yeah, the door. Yeah, open the- Ah! Floppy meat. Okay. God rest her soul. God rest her Nasagonia. Cold if we've been chilled for a bit, maybe it would be edible. It just enlivens them now. Topping from last episode is coming very, mm. very. I mean, it's nearly empty, it but is. my back is smooth. <laughs> Welcome to the panic room. Woo! How you feeling? Oh, it's nice. It's nice. It's cozy in here. A little bit warm. Oh, 
that will be your new central heating you've installed. Thank you. I just used the nuclear pump it into the clever. You know, it's yeah. a heat exchange. Very eco-friendly. Yeah. What's it called? The big word for f- fission or fusion? Both. 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 Bit of fission time. and fusion. <laughs> yes. What we call each other, don't we? Yeah, fission, fission and fusion. Because you know we're just electric. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Luke, you've walked into the panic room. Um, yeah. Where uh, for people maybe you're joining us in episode four. Why? If you are joining us in episode four, go back to episode one, two, three, and then four with Luke Edwards. Um, what happens is the panic room is wherever it could be your worst place, your one of your worst fears. You've walked into this place, you've opened the door, it transforms to wherever that worst place is. Where are we? So my worst place is, so I need a bit of background, give a bit of background for this. So I'm, I come from an RAF family. So my dad is a pilot in the Royal Air Force. It's quite a, Thank you for your service. Shall we say? <laughs> yeah, you've got to salute me, please, boys. To um, be fair, that's a useful asset in this scenario. This is true, actually, as war unfolds. It, exactly. Um, so... When my dad was stationed at RF Bryce Norton, we used to host some functions at our own house. And these would like involve like people coming around, we'd like cook dinner for them and whatever. But if you imagine I'm about 12, 13 years old and I'm surrounded by drunk grown-ups who are just irritating, like one of them stole my phone. Uh, it was just it, it's it, a tough just world not, out there. Not, yeah. And I'd always I'd always get asked the same questions. Like they'd ask me, so we'd get some like raving mental poshos as well, who would <laughs> ask me who would ask me like what school I went to, as in like assuming it would be one of the big five private schools they have in London. And I'm just like I I go to somewhere in a town that you have never heard of. And it's yeah. So it, it's just, that's probably my worst place. It's just like, your surrounded own by drunk house. Your own house. Your own, <laughs> own house. <laughs> You've but chosen the worst place is your own house at the age of twelve. Yes, and and also it's an RAF uh, event. It's at yeah, and this isn't this isn't really my own house. This was a house that we were given as part of because when you're in the RAF, depending where you're stationed, you get uh, like free well not free accommodation, you get reduced price yeah, accommodation. Yeah. You take where where is this base? Where where are you? So this is in Bryce Norton. Where's that? Uh, it's just West Oxfordshire. West Oxfordshire. About 100 clicks towards the Big Sun. Yeah, obviously the Big Sun being the thing that we don't talk about because it killed all our family, including, yeah. including your nana. Nana Sigonia. Nana Sigonia. <laughs> okay. God rest her soul. God rest Nana Sigonia. Bless up. No, no one's ever been able to cook broccoli the same way no. since Nana Sigonia. But we move on. We are stuck in Luke Edwards' house at the age of 12 at an RAF event in West Oxfordshire. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> um, <laughs> thoughts? Yeah, do you know what? I I I, uh, I don't really like when when my dad's had a fortieth birthday party for himself. It was a similar <laughs> vibe, and I was just sat on the stairs and inhaling the helium. So from the balloons. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> was it helium? What? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so you you know it was. It oh, was I just thought was. that was your voice normally. No, no, just, no, no. That's the that is not the helium. No. Uh, so uh, yeah, it's a good start. It's a great start. It's a great start. An RAF event in West Oxfordshire. At Luke Edwards' own house at the age of 12. The worst place being your own house. Fair play. It wasn't really my house. I didn't really live there for very long. But it was a house, but it wasn't home. Wow. Oh, he's got a sensitive side as well. I know. We need more sensitive people. What are you saying? Because everyone's so sensitive to the nuclear energy. Oh, right, okay. I thought that was another jab at us spending this much time together. Yeah, it's fine. It's not fine, though, is it? Look, I'll take you to the Ben and Jerry's corner later. Ah. Sh- oh. Stop te- te- teasing. There's, no- There's nothing. Okay. Shh. Oh, sorry. I just got a bit excited. Thought of me, you, Luke Edwards, sitting on some ice cream. Ice cream. Lovely. Um, Luke, we're in your house. Yes. At the age of twelve. <laughs> um, 
at an RAF event in West Oxfordshire, but that's not all um, that is there. We also have some food and drink. That is um, right. Your worst food and drink. So you're sitting there chilling, but obviously you've got to survive somehow. Food is rationed, and unfortunately it's rationed to the worst possible food and drink. What have you gone for? So for drink, well, this is, this is the thing, because right, my least favourite food is technically a condiment. <laughs> Okay. Actually, no, I've, I've gone for two options because this is where I wasn't quite sure if it counted. So my, my least favourite thing to ingest in the entire world is horseradish. Ooh, I hate horseradish. Horseradish. It's disgusting. It's purposes. It just, it's just, it's spicy, but it tastes like a candle. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, it's like a spice. It's like eating a spicy candle. I hate it. A spicy candle. thing about it. Uh, it's, it's awful, and it's it's, it's sauce, and it, it ruins good food as well. Yeah. Like steak, like you have steak. Mm. In we haven't had steak for a while, but no. steak, steak, that that's that's some good stuff. But you be you be horseradish on it. It's like you might as well just poo on it. <laughs> but not even like solid poo that you can just sort of remove. I'm talking like really runny poo that kind of oh my God. marinates oh, the steak. No. And the bread, and just the bakes of bread soggy, and just that's just, enough to yeah. make anyone vegetarian. Yeah. 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 So horseradish. If we're going for, if, if we're going for like actual food, no, no, no. You can, you can put, you can put the horseradish on the food. On the food of. Um, so this is a. So I work. So I work at the art centre uh, on campus. Cheeky plug. And over the summer we have graduation, and for that we get free lunch. Now the like the standard sandwich that you get if you're not vegan, not vegetarian, and not halal is you have this like pork. Baguette yeah. type thing. It's pork and apple sauce, and it's lukewarm, and it's just Ooh. vile. So it's a, like a pork and apple sauce sandwich that just doesn't. It just tastes processed and disgusting. It's probably that with horseradish on would like be the worst thing to ever exist. A pork and apple sauce sandwich with horseradish. Probably one of the poshest uh, renditions that we've had into the <laughs> into the panic room. But alas, the pork and apple sauce with horseradish. It sounds gourmet. But it is not. Um, any more expansion on like the pork and apple sauce sandwich? Uh, or is baguette? Pork? It's, it's, like, it's, it's a sandwichy baguette thing. It's more like a. Can you describe like a the ciabatta, taste? I suppose. Describe the taste. Um, so the pork is processed and flavourless. Oh. Um, I hate flavour flavourless it's, pork. It's, no, it's, it's like it's a bra- it's like a brown pork as well. It's Ooh. like a nice oh, pink mm. kind of. Ham, it's it's just a this like flavourless. It's, it's yeah. fatty. It's it's not nice. Do you, and they, do you they tr- get the gristly bits that look like all the vascular. That's right. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. get stuff like that on it as well. And then um, the horseradish, the, not the horseradish. The, the apple sauce is like doesn't really taste of apples. It tastes like medicine. <laughs> but like sticky medicine. That's again. And this is all like lukewarm. I think if it was cold, if it had been chilled for a bit, maybe it would be edible. But. I've had to, yeah, the you pork, have to, like, choke them down. The pork and applesauce baguette smothered in horseradish. Warhol, yes. gatekeeper, your thoughts? Well, see, I have a bit of a two... There's two... So I like horseradish. I'm on beet with beef, it just enlivens the nose. Okay. But mm. you've really got me sold on the pork... The bad pork, the pork with the gristle, the pork with the fat, the floppy, flabby, silly, like, (laughs) no. And especially applesauce that's way too acidic and tastes like bad cowpole. Yeah. For me, it's it's strong. It's very strong. Strong. Horseradish, though. Horseradish, uh, yeah. A divider. You know, it is a divider. It comes in between the argument of the pork and the applesauce because the horseradish, for me, it's spicy, it's peppery, and it's, it just, uh, my (laughs) nose, if I have a cold, I take a little spoon... 
I can breathe again. You can breathe again. Yeah. Wow. So, so it's a 50-50. It's a 50-50. Okay. Interesting start there. Enough to progress. Enough to progress. Yet. yet? Ooh. There's a possibility. There's a possibility. Luke Edwards, up your game. Um, pork and apple sauce baguette with horseradish. You sit and munch in that whilst at your own house at the age of 12 um, at an RAF event in West Oxfordshire, surrounded by, this is a quote by you, raving mental poshos. Um, <laughs> But luckily, you got to pass the time. Somehow you got to pass the time. We're in here for a long time. Mm-hmm. Me and you have been passing the time in various different ways. Because this is a PG podcast we won't talk about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, you just smothering, just smothering my back with this, some squirty this cream. This squirty topping from last episode is coming very, mm. very... I mean, it's nearly empty. <laughs> but is. my back is smooth. <laughs> <laughs> um, Luke, how are you passing the time? Unfortunately, it's the worst possible... Uh, thing basically for you to be able to pass the time with a worst film worst music worst activity so i've gone for i've gone for a tv show nice and i think this is going to be really controversial oh we I love for a fact that jack butler loves this tv show as i would be sat Who's there jack i will be watching <laughs> friday night dinner oh friday night dinner i just don't like it i it, it, the jokes are bland it's always there's this every episode is the same. I mean, I've seen I've seen a good sort of three or four episodes of this, and I haven't enjoyed a single one of them. Wow. The I, I don't I don't I don't get it. I, I just I don't get the show. Mm. I just think it. The, Do you think that's more you or the show? Um, probably the show. I, I think it's the show because I, I I like to think of myself as having a fairly good taste in sitcoms, <laughs> and I just Spider Man Dinner just doesn't have. It. It's not funny. It's not. It's just bland. It's nothing. Yeah. No, is there any, like the any particular characters or just? Um, I think the well, I think as well because I think what I don't like particularly about the show is I don't like the brother, the dynamic between the two brothers. Mm. I think all they do is just argue, and I don't find the arguments particularly funny. Um, it's just toilet humor, which is crass and annoying, and. Also, both actors I like individually. Yeah, like very, Tom Rosenthal, love very him talented. Plebs, amazing. And plebs. then obviously Simon Bird. Simon Bird in, in between us is brilliant. Mm. They just, they sort of play the same characters from Plebs and yeah, they in do. Between us, but right. they just don't quite. They're not as, they're they don't quite as gel. Yeah, no, I get with you. No. The whole dynamic is basically Tom Rosenthal's character taking the piss out of okay. Simon Bird's character yeah. constantly every single episode. But it's, it's quite a popular show. It is so a very popular show. It has something show. about it, but I, I don't know. It's, it's the family me. dynamic that obviously does not connect to Luke Edwards, even though we are in a family house mm-hmm. uh, with Luke Edwards at the age of 12 in West Oxfordshire. It's maybe maybe it's because it reminds me of the like, posh area. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's what it is. Um, well, Friday Night Dinner. Well, do you know Gatekeeper, what? have you watched it? No. So you're going to have to paint a very small... Like a spark notes summary for me of Friday night dinner. So it's every it's every Friday. Yeah, it's but it's, it's set around one family. It's a Jewish family, and yeah. you know, like traditional like Friday night dinner. Sure. It's set around every single evening. The kids go back to their family and they cook Friday night dinner, and it's always set at like the dinner table, then preparing food. And it's like happens every week, so it's like that okay. that structure. Okay, cool. um, and then there's a weird next door neighbor with a dog. Yeah. Um, and he does. Stuff. He he just kind of pops around every so and often and knocks on the door. It's like Jackie, which is should, like the. That, I think that's the the catchphrase of the show. Yeah, Shalom, Shalom Jackie, Jackie. Which, again, isn't that funny. He's a really creepy neighbour. He knocks on the door. In the first episode, I think he asks to use their toilet because it's broken. And then they find out that his toilet's not actually broken. He just wanted to come around. Yeah. That's a bit terrifying. Yeah, it's very weird. It's very weird. Um, well, it doesn't sound let, like... To help you out, yeah, yeah. Top. let's go top two. Top two bad things about this show. 
Uh, very, very quickly. Rattle from just, uh, just to help Will. Other than it's just not funny. That's number one. There we go. And... Uh, the toilet humour. The toilet mm. humour. Do you know what? Both of those things I can wholeheartedly mm. like support of things that are bad, you know? Friday night dinner. Friday night dinner, I think, even though I haven't seen it. Mm. I mean, we haven't had Friday night dinner for a while <sighs> with the rations. No, the rations have been so difficult cool. recently. Yeah. Especially on Fridays. Fed up of eating the bits of gristle. Mm. From the pork sandwich. Yeah. But now we're forced to watch Friday night dinner with Luke Edwards. Doesn't sound at like his good. own house at the age of 12. Um, <laughs> but it's powerful. But it is powerful. Friday Night Dinner, an interesting choice there. Luke, luckily though, you're not just stuck with me and Will. You're not on your own. Um, you're surrounded on the sofa watching Friday Night Dinner, eating a pork and applesauce baguette with horseradish at your own house at the age of 12 at an RF event with raving posh lunatics. <laughs> um, you are with a person or a group of people. This could be a group of people or a person. Who have you gone for? So this isn't... Um, I suppose it, it kind of links in with the whole venue in a way. So I've... I've Please don't it, say your family. In my notes, I've this said it's brutal. the... The whole of the Aria. It's the LinkedIn <laughs> Massive. The LinkedIn Massive. The LinkedIn so you know... Do you, anyone who has LinkedIn will know exactly who I mean. It's the people with like 200,000 connections. Oh, okay. Who yeah, yeah. build their lives around doing some job in some business firm that does something and they, they, they pretty much do their, their whole lives are built around the CV rather than genuine human connection because mm. I think that I, I, the thing is with me is I've always been, I, I mean I do a creative writing degree I'm not more money oriented whatsoever but it just seems that like there are a certain group of people who all they care about is making money in life and I'm just like there's more to, there's more to life than that oh, and they tend to manif- manifest in LinkedIn where they they portray this sterile version of themselves it is a sterile place it, so it, it is and literally. every you, it'll be you can, like I'm so happy that today I ran a workshop for I don't know oh, yes. dogs, like dogs 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 with free legs yeah and I was so happy with the turnout. It enriched me in this way, way this, in this way, way. In and I learned blank, and it's like hashtag doggos for life. Hashtag I love work more than dogs, no, but do- I still doggos love dogs. Doggos for life is too. It'd be be hashtag dogs. Hashtag networking. Hashtag <laughs> working the net. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I've seen a lot of those. Do you want to describe this? I mean, it's, it's a kind of a metaphorical person, which I think is the first entry we've had a, a metaphorical person. Yeah, there's, rather not, than, you know, there's not a specific person that I have antagonism and towards. I think, it, I think it... So we're just going with someone in a suit on it's LinkedIn. Just, it's, no, it's a bunch of A bunch of people in a suit. Who are there, not because they like each other or because they want to be there, but for the sake of their own bank accounts. Wow. Wow. On LinkedIn. Will Hall? Well, do you know, I, I too have fury towards those who they just have like you know on their you know like linkedin like they're just I, I, there's this one like thing i see on facebook all the time i mean obviously it's a shame that there's only me that posts because everyone else is dead but uh, when i <laughs> that's when I not do, the reason why you've been getting so little likes that's no. not the reason what well, it is it's is the reason what are you saying just uh, you heart react i heart react all your stuff yeah and i heart react all your stuff you angry acted my yes, last i did yeah anyway before before the internet that was collapsed, because it was about um, your grandma Please, Sorry. I'm not trying to cry today. I'm already too stressed out by all the LinkedIn people, although currently <laughs> sitting in my living room. <laughs> or in his living room, actually. Okay, yeah. At his RF base I at the age of 12 I can in West Oxfordshire. Oh my God, please, just can you just talk about yourself and not about your workshop for networking in the fintech world? Mm. Thank you. It's, it's, it's the gap year people sort of, the, isn't it? Oh, gap year. Gap year. So we're not gap year, but no, this they're not is gap year. the world work experience. with direction. Oh, 
wow. work experience crew. It's strong, Mr. Edwards. It's very strong. It's a, it's I equally a, dislike LinkedIn people. Equally dislike LinkedIn There's people. There's wrong with LinkedIn. I, like, the, I mean, I, ha- I have LinkedIn. I mean, I have, I have to have it so I can get sort of watch these people. But are you one it's, of the LinkedIn people who, It's people who treat I don't know. It's, it's people who treat the careers as being the be all mm. and end all mm. of your existence. No, that's like, true. Oh. That it's is very true. The whole idea of economy and money has been collapsed for over a hundred years. Yeah. Uh, since since oh six. Since oh six. Yeah. Mm. Since back in oh six. It's a shame. I mean, they, that was they, one of the first things to go was LinkedIn. It was. Yeah. Boom. <laughs> gone. I mean, we use we, we use bottle caps now and two and teeth yeah. as currency. Yeah, I mean, it was a good job. Like before this life, you were a bottle cap collector. And also, because when the money went down, you just bought out this bag. And we're like, yeah, we exactly. bought the panic room. I, that's how I bought this place. Oh, very nice. In bottle that. caps. Yeah, so I I think money is uh, not something to worry about, and I totally agree. Oh, totally agree. Yeah. Big love from the gatekeeper. Um, let's just recap where, where we're at the moment. Luke Edwards is sitting in his own house, well, at his house at the age of 12, at an REF event in West Oxfordshire, surrounded by raving mental poshos. Um, <laughs> he's gobbling on a pork and applesauce baguette smothered in horseradish, watching Friday night dinner, and he's surrounded by, in his words, the LinkedIn massive, a bunch of people in suits, focusing on money and their future and talking about their CVs and networking experiences, tapping away on LinkedIn, which doesn't exist anymore, but they're still doing it. Um, Luke, you got bored. You're looking around, you see those people in the LinkedIn massive trying to strike up conversation, but they're not. You turn around and a little bit, as you turn around, a little bit of your pork and applesauce baguette smothered in horseradish, a little bit of the horseradish wipes out of your mouth and it goes to hit the floor. But instead of hearing that wooden floor that you follow it here, it hits kind of, a bit of wrapping paper and makes, how would you describe the sound? That's, how it, that's the sound. And you look at it and there's a little box, a little gift box, wrapped up, a little bow, and on the bow is a little bit of horseradish. And you wipe the horseradish away and you see a label and it says, Dear Luke Edwards, with love, the gatekeeper, kiss. Oh, kiss. Two kisses. You put... XOX. XOX, and then, oh, that's really cute. You, you. You're getting more thoughtful in this process. I'm, I'm really on. trying. I, I, I hate people, but I'm trying. Hey, I'm glad. Thank you. And you open the box, Luke, and there's this bright glowing light shines out, and in the box is your wild card. What thing I hate the most? Your thing you hate the most. Right, so this is a quite a niche one. So... As Jack, as a uh, Jack Butler, God rest his soul, no. Um, I am pati- I am quite particular about how I like things to be in the kitchen. <laughs> oh, here we go. <laughs> uh, in terms of, I, I like things to be clean. There um, is no kitchen here, so. And yeah. one of my the biggest bane's of my existence is something that I've noticed very recently with my house at home. Um, is people leaving? So you may have sponges that you use to do the washing up, and you're sort of like you'll have your sponge. You do you do your little scrubbing, and then you, you leave it to dry, and then dry it off, and put it back or whatever. Is when people take the sponge, they clean with it, and it's like manky and stuff. So what they do is they just drop it into the like bucket of water that you use while you're washing up, and then it will sit there overnight. And you come in, you get up the next morning, you go down, you do your breakfast, and you've got. You come over to the sink, you've eaten your breakfast, you go over to the sink, ready to be washing up, and you see this, like, manky pool of dishwater and marinating inside of it has been this sponge, and it's soaked up all the disgusting bits that have been left. 
in this dishwater, and I'm I'm there, and I've like it's the only sponge left because nobody replaces the sponges, so I have to lift the sponge out, and it's it's dripping with this disgusting bit of dishwater, and then I have to wring it out, and it's that moment of squeezing that disgusting sponge and getting rid of the water that I hate myself. I mean, for anyone who doesn't know, I do live with Luke Edwards <laughs> in, a, in a previous life. We do. Yes. Maybe, I mean, we don't talk about the sponge because we're in this new world and I moved out mm-hmm. in the nuclear apocalypse and found my way to the panic room. First man in. First man in. Um, but that's a very, very vividly described action of specifically that ringing of the sponges. It is the ringing. Oh, it's, but it's just desc- Will's reaction there. You actually kind of like look... I winced. You winced. <laughs> Describe it. How are you feeling, gatekeeper? Um, so, yes. Um, uh, yes, yes. A thousand times yes. The worst thing ever is a festooned sponge that lurks in the base of a basin of water that sits murky and grey, chump floating up and down in a convectional cycle. You reach in to <laughs> clean, and as you do, the grey liquid pours yeah. a sludge. Oh, that's I grim. Hold, yes. That's grim. It's very strong, and no one should ever have to wring the sponge. Um, just want to say sorry, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> it's not you, to be fair. It's not me. You don't do your washing up. I don't do my washing up. <laughs> so it could possibly not be you. Because exactly. it can't be me. I've never touched the sponge ever. Um, it's quite nice. You should touch more sponges. It's like a little bit soft. Ah. Holds water. It's one of the first things that went in the nuclear apocalypse was the sponge. Yeah. How we missed that sponge. Um, Luke, out of your five that you've got on there... Um, we have, of course, we're in your own house at the age of 12 at an RF event in West Oxfordshire, surrounded by raving mental poshos. You're munching on a pork and apple sauce baguette with horseradish, watching Friday night dinner, surrounded by the LinkedIn massive. And to pass your unlimited time in the panic room, you're constantly just squeezing that sponge and all that kind of liquid is just going up. But it's on this cycle of the loop. So as soon as you cycle it out, there's a tube bringing that same liquid up back onto the sponge and then you're having to rinse it back out again and then it's sucking it back up and just raining down that sponge and you're rinsing it out again constantly on a loop whilst munching on a pork and apple sauce baguette whilst watching Friday night dinner whilst at your own house at the age of 12 out of those what what do you think is the worst one? Um, the baguette the baguette yeah I did not expect that the floppy meat the floppy meat For, the disgusting yeah the flavourless disgusting meat wow um, although the sponge is also really bad, but the sponge I could kind of cope with having to eat those baguettes every day. Mm. It's, just, it's not even a baguette; it's, it's like a it's just it's a punishment. Bread. Yeah, <laughs> and they give that to you at work. They give me that that to me at work. Yeah, wow. but the pay's good. Yeah, well, it doesn't pay so good anymore because the art center was one no. of the first buildings to go it's down to collapse. Yep. after the Hopkins disaster. After the Hopkins disaster, <laughs> um, gatekeeper thoughts on so far. Uh, it's very strong, apart from the horseradish. Mm. That's my only reservation. Well, um, as we reach the end of episode four, um, it's time to decide whether Will Hall, Will Hall, whether Will Hall decides whether Luke Edwards goes into, uh, or stays in the panic room, mm-hmm. or is forced to go back out into the nuclear apocalypse. There is a twist, though. In the corner, Luke, there's a little red door, and the little red door is locked. And okay. f- through it. Thank goodness I've got your staples <laughs> safely in hand, otherwise you would have broken, broken in. in. In the little red door is a room, the Ben and Jerry's corner. And that is a room that very few people have got into so far. Just Charlie Peters has got into. 
And that is a room for special guests that allows them to not only stay in the panic room, but stay away from their fears and in a world of luxury. So it's up to Will Hornow as the gatekeeper to decide whether you are kicked out into the nuclear apocalypse, whether you stay in the panic room with your worst fears, or whether he takes a trip to Timpson's and cuts you a key that allows you in to the Ben and Jerry's corner. Well, it was a strong, a strong setting. That, that sponge really sealed the deal when it comes to the visceral image mm. of the grey liquid. I mean, the fact that your own house is the worst place you could imagine. <laughs> Maybe I think we should have a little talk. <laughs> Maybe you should talk with someone who Keep has the staples some away from him. Degree. qualifications. Yeah, qualifications, <laughs> I think. Um, I, 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 do you know what? Everything's so good. Friday night dinner, those, that kind of thing, even though I haven't seen it, the description you give means it's not, it's not for me. Mm. It's the worst thing. Everything's looking good, which means that the first stage... I'm happy to say, welcome to your new life inside the panic room. Woo. Nice one. Nice one. Well done. But. but. Oh. And there's a big but. Mm. Is it the horseradish but? It's the horseradish. Oh. The spicy peppery condiment that I could not live without. And for that, you are banned from the Ben and Jerry's oh. room. Oh. No, can't be doing it. I can't be doing it. Oh, well. Anyway, Luke, it remains for us to say, unfortunately, you did not make it into the Ben and Jerry's room. But. From myself and the gatekeeper, we want to say to you, Welcome, welcome to, to the, the Panic Room! Yay! Woo! Big up Luke Edwards. Woo! Floppy meat. <laughs> <laughs>